Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode number seven of the Runner's High podcast. Grayson Craig here, checking in again with you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You can find us on iTunes using the Apple Podcast app, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And guys, don't forget, you can follow along with us using the handle at RunnersHighNJ on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So let's get into the show. All right, guys, so this week we have special guest John Messner of Messner Strength Training joining us a little bit later in the show. Uh, we're very excited to see what John is going to bring to the table here. Uh, he's a dear friend of mine. I've known him for probably about uh, 10 years or so. Very informative and educational when it comes to coaching and strength and conditioning. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but this week, Grace and I are hobbling around the store a little bit still uh, as we both ran the New Jersey uh, marathon and half marathon this past weekend down in Long Branch. We want to give a big shout out and thank you uh, to our friends over at Diodora and also uh, Ryan at Runhouse for the hospitality throughout the weekend. Uh, so, Grace, how'd you fare out there? Very well, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, everything that you know could have gone right, everything that's not in our control, I felt like went right. So yeah. Lucky us. I feel like we were checking the weather frantically, mm -hmm. as most people can probably relate to when they've been um, training for a race, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that is a long period away. Uh, and we tend to check the weather way too often. And that's yep. something that is way uh, beyond our control. Uh, but it looked like it was going to be kind of a rainy and cloudy uh, and cruddy day out there. But we ended up lucking out. Yeah. I feel like you have to kind of expect the worst, too. And like, you know, you don't can't expect anything or right i think you set the bar low mm -hmm. and also there's no uh control over some of that stuff yeah. so uh, there's no use stressing about it or worrying about it um but you were in the half mm -hmm. or in the full yeah uh it's your first race in a little bit of time mm, a lot of time <laughs> how, how much time are we talking uh i would say i mean i would say a year i mean yeah. i ran like the you know the born to run but i feel like that wasn't I wasn't really in like the right like mindset, mindset or, or just yeah, kind of going, yeah. going with the flow. Right. Um, but this is something that I was looking forward to and I wanted to do and, and I finished and I was like very pleased with it. Yeah. I, I think you caught me a little bit off guard with your uh, social media post. You got a little choked up, oh, a little, little choked up. You, you, you got me a little, little choked up when you were talking about getting a little mushy. Right. And I think um, that's part of the process though. Right. Yeah. You kind of build up to this, uh, ultimate peak and goal, yeah. um, of these longer races. It's not like it's a 5k where, mm -hmm. or a mile race where you can kind of go out every single weekend and, um, you know, you kind of put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, how, <laughs> how, for you, how was the marathon? That was quite a while too. <clears throat> um, yeah, I would say it was everything. Like if you told me that, uh, it was going to play out the way that it did beforehand, I would have signed up for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely, had a great experience, um, on a number of different, uh, fronts. You know, I mean, I never really felt, uh, too stressed, um, in terms of like from an emotional perspective before the race and also like a physical perspective during the race. Um, you know, I haven't put a bib on in, uh, almost exactly three years at this point. So, uh, it's been a long time coming and I was trying to approach it more as, 
Uh, I was kind of joking around with, with people beforehand that it was more of like a glorified long run Mm -hmm. for me. And I think that that kind of helped me put some of that or take off some of that, uh, self-induced pressure. Yeah. You know, um, being like a competitive runner in a potential former life, because I don't know if that life Mm -hmm. will ever really return. Um, that was a big step for me to even, um, put myself out there like that. And even just within the first, uh, couple of miles, uh, I was running with a friend of mine and, um, you know, he was running the half, I was running the full. So at about four or five, we kind of decided to part ways because I was going to hold him back for too long, you know, pending what he wanted to, to run and, and finish in. So he took off, but you know, even before that, it was kind of almost like a moral victory to even just get back out there. Um, and I've, I mean, I'm saying it now on the podcast, but beforehand, you know, I try to play it cool and calm, but on the inside, um, I definitely stress about stuff like that. And even though I kind of joke like, oh, like no one's checking results or anything like that, I kind of just tell myself that to make me feel a little bit better. Um, You know, and I like full out when when my friend and I were running together, like full out admitted, like this is like a big step like for me, like I felt like, I don't know, like somewhat vulnerable, mm-hmm. like putting myself out there like that. Um, just cause I know I'm not what I used to be in terms of racing. And, you know, I mean, no one can outrun father time. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of how, yeah. um, how I looked at it. But in terms of how the race played out, um, I was loving it. You know, to be honest, like I was controlled. Um, I think one of the the greatest things that I underestimated was that, um, it being in our backyard, there was Mm going to be a lot of people out there that I would recognize and, um, you know, be it, you know, people from the store that we've grown close with over the years, which I think you had made mention, you know, that you saw a lot of people out there. Um, you know, or just close friends of mine that were along the course. Like, I think that that really helped out in terms of, um, you know, just making it like a really enjoyable experience. Um, you know, so from like, you know, it's still 26 miles, you know, so even if it's (laughs) like at whatever pace, like you're still going to go through your moments of, of doubt. Um, like, you know, and, and I think that that's one big thing that people have to remember with a race of that distance. Like you're going to go through a period of, um, you know, five minutes where you're going to feel like I'm not going to be able to finish this thing, but then you're going to come out on the other end of that, you know, feeling great and yeah. you might feel great for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then you might feel terrible again. Yeah. So it's this kind of internal struggle and internal, um, you know, battle between making sure you know that you're going to be okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and I really only had that kind of moment, um, you know, right at about 17 or 18, you know, when it goes southbound into Asbury yeah. and all of a sudden it was just like, whoa, like this could go south yeah. real quick. And, um, and you know, I've, I've been there before. South. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, the race was headed south. So, um, both directionally and from a performance perspective. Um, but you know, I've been there before. Uh, in terms of, you know, completely tying up or dropping out and things mm-hmm. like that, which is not, you know, the most, uh, satisfying feeling, but, um, but yeah. And the next thing, you know, I kind of went through Asbury, saw like a, a group of like some of my best friends and it, it kind of cheered me up and got me kind of, 
you know, back into it from a psychological perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kind of hit the turnaround and we start to head north and, um, you know, we see, you know, I saw them again on the way out of town. Um, but luckily there was really no, um, you know, headwind because that last 10 K is just one straight shot northbound on, um, you know, along the beach. Yeah. So it can be pretty, pretty treacherous if, uh, if the winds are working against you, yep. but, um, but yeah, I mean, I finished just under 248, um, which again is over 20 minutes off my mm-hmm. personal best. But, um, for me, it was really, um, I enjoyed it and I, and I can't really say that I've enjoyed a race in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was just a really great experience. Um, you know, I mean, I, I remember two distinct things coming across the finish line. One, uh, I was trying to tell myself, you know, make it look, make it look cool, you know, make it look easy for the photos. You know what I mean? Like, yo, make it, I gotta look, gotta look like it was easy. Um, even though like inside I was like dying and then, uh, and then seeing you almost instantly in the first thing you asked me was, were my nipples bleeding? Which they weren't. Gotta make you laugh. You know? So I figured it was a very successful day um, when I ran 26 miles uh, in a t-shirt, mind you, in a, in a t-shirt. I was probably, I was, I was joking around that I was probably the first t-shirt finisher. Um, I don't know if that's actually true or not. Um, most guys were rocking pretty, pretty strong kits up front. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, like I definitely underestimated, um, you know, the race itself in terms of, you know, the experience, I think, you know, it is a local race to us. So sometimes we take that for granted Mm -hmm. and, um, I couldn't say enough good things about it, you know, to be honest. So it was great. (laughs) I feel like you can't really put it into words. I mean, I feel like everyone says that too, but once you, you know, I had no expectations in the beginning and then at the end I was like, Amazing. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. Um, Sprinting across the line with a huge smile on your face, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I feel like we also put so much, you know, even though we're not doing, you know, we're, we just wanted to cross the finish line. Sure, yeah. We still internally put so much stress and pressure on ourselves. And like the last couple of miles when I'm struggling, like all I'm thinking is if I fail or if I'm walking, if I'm crawling, mm-hmm. or if I just drop out, like my friends and family are not going to love me any less if I don't. Sure. Do this, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like that's what got me going even more. I was like, yeah, screw it. Yeah. I mean, They're I think, gonna love me. <laughs> I think, I think like that's, you know, um, indicative of just the time, like wh- where we're at. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think, like I said, I'm almost in this like second life where, you know, my, my prior life, like it was, everything was so focused on that, Mm -hmm. you know, and like the, the quality of person that I was, was dependent upon like my race results, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not even that good, you know what I mean? In the grand scheme of things, like I, I, I know, like I'm very big on like, and I I know you've heard me say like, I'm just very big on self-awareness and like, Mm -hmm. I know that there's, um, people that are, are out there way faster than me, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, so I, I like to know, or I like to, I like the feeling that I understand where I sit in that whole situation. Um, but again, it's like that, that self-induced pressure, but I think it's also, it, it's something that, I mean, we're encompassed by it and we're surrounded by it every day at the store too. So it's always, you know, Hey, what's, what race are you doing next? What race are you doing yeah. next? And I, I don't know, most of the times I just tell people I wasn't racing. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, no, nah, nothing on schedule, nothing on calendar. Same, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just, I guess, probably my way of like deflecting 
mm-hmm. you know, the questions or things like that. But yeah. But we survived. We did. We survived to live another week of podcasting. We thrived. We did not only survive, we thrived out there. So, um, mm-hmm. again, want to want to give a big shout out and thank you to the race. Um, you know, Diodora uh, was one of the, the big sponsors there. They did a heck of a job. I think the, the branding of the race was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I think they really crushed it, crushed it last weekend. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I have to give a shout out to the people who like the customers who come in all the time. Yeah. I didn't expect to see them. I, mean, the I don't expect and stuff. to see anyone, but you know, when you run into them and like see yeah, their yeah. face and you know, they recognize you and you recognize them and you get to talking, it's like that that is kind of what reminded me of like why I love doing this and why I love sure, doing yeah, you know, yeah. what I do here. Yeah. Um so shout out to you guys. <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for showing up. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, it was awesome to see um, you know people along the course um that that actually like you know mm-hmm. i don't want to be like knew us because like we're not yeah. like you know but just in interacting with people yeah. every day here um you know you do develop and grow those relationships and it was it was awesome to see those similar faces out on the course you know before or during or, or after the race so um also great beer yeah, what was the? I had to. <laughs> I uh, needed to crawl up into a ball and die <laughs> afterwards. So it was. Uh, it was. I think it was called Twenty Six Point Two Brew. Mm. Uh, I'm really not big on beer, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Not big on beer. What are you talking about? I mean, you, you're normal. You're a you're a beer. I mean, person. I'll drink a beer if it's in front of me. I'm not going to ask the name or what's in it. Or sure. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, with that, we survived again. Not only did we survive, we thrived. <laughs> but let um, let's get to the guest for the week. Yeah. So coming right up after the break, we're going to uh, get on our dear friend John Messner of Messner Strength Training, and we'll be back with you shortly. Alrighty, guys. So joining us this week is close friend, uh, strength coach, college coach, uh, guru. I could continue going on and on. Uh, even podcast host, I could throw into that list. Uh, John Messner of Messner Strength Training. John, thanks for joining us tonight. Craig, Grace, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Yeah. So I know it's a little bit late night at the, at the studio, uh, but we appreciate you giving some time tonight. So uh, let's get started. So, uh, you are, how would you, you know what? I'm going to let you, how would you define yourself? Uh, cause I business can, owner. I can start in many different places for you. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I'm a business owner, a personal trainer, and I am a college track coach. Like, you know, real simple. Sure. Yeah. Many, many different hats, but they all kind of fall under the same hat. I'm always trying to sell some idea or another or some training program or another or some program or another. Sure. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you, you know, first got into, uh, one running, uh, and mm-hmm. then we'll kind of move into the strength component to it. Cause I know that's your, that's your baby. Um, uh, but how, how did you start off running and how'd you get interested there? Uh, I started running in high school, like most people. I wanted to meet girls. I thought, that's the wrong uh, sport to be doing if you're trying oh, to, 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 to get women. Hope you weren't wearing those was, tiny little shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, trying to get stupid youth trying to 
change their life for the better. So I started running and uh, I ran at Monmouth Regional. I ran for Coach Ed Scullion and Coach Ted Slosher. Uh, most people, most people, a lot of people listening to this might know who Ed Scullion is. Scullion's timing. Dude, kind dude of was a legend. Pioneer. Dude's a yeah. legend. He is. And he was a he, legendary coach too and yeah. runner, but a legendary coach. So before, um, a quick story about Scullion before a meet in high school one year. Uh, he was doing the timing for it, and I believe, and I could have been making this up when I was a younger kid, but I believe he slept in his truck before the meets. Uh, his red van? Yeah, the red van. He would park in like, the infield. Yeah. Probably illegal yeah. now in 2019. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 He would he would get very stressed, and uh, yeah, he was like, everywhere all at once at those meets. I wouldn't be surprised if he slept in the... Sure, in right, the- right, right, right. <laughs> I feel like that's the beginning of a joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so so you started at Monmouth Regional locally here uh, and then you went on to TCNJ uh, so talk you know briefly about what your college experience was like um, you know I know you had a great mentor there yeah so at TCNJ I ran for Steve Dolan and Tim Collins both mm-hmm. outstanding coaches Steve Dolan is now the director of track and field at University of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and um it's to backtrack in, in high school, I, I probably ran a little bit too much. I had great coaches. I'm very super grateful for all my high school coaches, my college coaches, you know, and I was kind of a knucklehead kid and they kind of steered me in the right direction. And I ended up being one of the better runners in the area. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was undefeated in dual meets in the fit in the 1500 in the mile i was <laughs> in short conference in the mile i mean mm-hmm. you know not great but I, I was putting in 60 miles a week i was running a lot and i was really proud of that mm-hmm. and the reason i bring that up is because when i when i got to college all that running uh, well a bunch of factors really really bit me in the ass i yeah. had what, what i tell people is i had three miserable years and then one good year sure yeah, yeah. i was I was always tired. I was having digestive digestive issues. Mm-hmm. I was always getting sick. My stomach always hurt. I was constantly getting tested. Nobody found anything wrong, which is really frustrating when you know something's wrong and doctors are like, you're fine. Your numbers are normal. It's super frust- super frustrating experience. And I'll never forget uh, my senior year of college, mm-hmm. laying on my bed in my dorm room, staring at the ceiling, trying to imagine my life without running. And it was a it was really, really tough. And this was a big moment for me. I, I went to Steve to coach Mm -hmm. Dolan at the time, instead of quitting, I went there and I said, can we do something different? I don't know if it was, if he suggested it or if I suggested John just run less. And that kind of did the trick. They also put me in the long sprinter group a couple times a week. I think on top of cutting mileage, Mm -hmm. letting my body heal a little bit, Really, the problem was knowing what I know now, the problem was food. Mm-hmm. But just allowing, I mean, as you know, running 60, 70, 100 miles a week, if, if you're not processing nutrients, you're going to get into trouble real fast. Sure. So I cut mileage and we just like overdeveloped my speed. And I ended up having a really good, really good senior year. The, the cap on my senior year was our ECAC meet indoors. Mm-hmm. I anchored our four by eight mm-hmm. and I split. I, Again, I'm not the greatest runner in the world, but I was a good runner. But I ended up splitting 156 or 157, depending on who you ask. We were within. Right, right, right. We placed fourth. Mm-hmm. We placed fourth uh, within half a second of winning. Mm-hmm. I split 
156, 157 after I was tripped with 25 meters to go. I actually okay. fell. Yikes. And yeah, but everybody was going nuts. It was just, it was a really special day. It was, yeah, it, was yeah. it was a great race. And it was special because of, I mean, I was ending the season my senior year with running like two tens for the 800, like right, totally right. distraught, totally mangolated. And, right. and all that stuff, it, anytime you're faced with a challenge mm -hmm. and you adapt to that challenge, thank God I didn't throw in the towel because that was a teachable moment. And mm -hmm. what it taught me was, you know, simple lesson, try something different, right. which is so stubborn. So as, as we, as, as runners are. Yeah. You know. I mean, you and I have this and people out there probably don't know, but you and I have this very varying levels of, I guess, viewpoints on training. Uh, I'm yeah. always the more stubborn one where I'm like, yeah, run 80, 90, hundred mile weeks. And you're, you know, I know you've come around a little bit to my side, you know, as of late, which we'll talk For about sure. a little bit, but, yeah. uh, we couldn't be more polar opposites in terms of training, <laughs> you know, yeah. you and I, well, but yeah, but with that being <laughs> said, no, but I mean, I was at that time, yeah, which shaped my philosophy, but for for you 5k 10k runner sure i would argue you got to run more than 50 miles a week me i was a half miler a right. straight up 800 and i i would argue at that time i was a 400 800 guy i mean yeah. i was able to split 51 seconds at the time sure yeah uh, yeah or so well is it just go ahead no no go ahead yeah no i was gonna i was gonna kind of parlay this into you know when you're talking about thinking different um you know and and if something's not working then than trying an alternative route to it. And, you know, how, how do you implement that now, like in your coaching every day? And is that, because, I mean, like I said, like we've known each other for quite a long time and I've always been very appreciative of um, your approach with things in terms of it's not always the conventional route. Um, but is that something that you've kind of incorporated, you know, with the studio, you know, the, the, the training studio, uh, and then also with your with your athletes now. Um, well, with with the training studio, with fitness, uh, I I have a very different definition of what of what exercises than most personal trainers and most fitness professionals. And I look at exercise as the number one your number one tool uh, your number one tool for preventing pain for sure. preventing musculoskeletal pain i would go as far to argue illness disease it's it's your best form of medical insurance mm. okay lifting weight isn't going to help you get rid of type 2 diabetes changing your diet is but it all falls under the same umbrella mm. um and you know, when when i was in high i got into strength training and mm -hmm. this is a little bit of a tangent i got into strength training because i was suffering with knee pain sure and i discovered that strength training i mean i I mean, I had really bad knee pain. Like I fell downstairs one time, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I was all, my knees were swelling up. Like it was really painful. And then I discovered, I picked up a book called Functional Training for Sport written by Mike Boyle. And he talked about how important glute strength is. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, what does that have to do with my knees? Right. And my light bulb moment, this was way back in the day when I was at the Atlantic Club, was when I was rolling my glutes, thinking this is dumb, <laughs> and then I found a trigger point in my glute, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought I would have a trigger point in my butt. Mm -hmm. And I stood up 
afterwards and I walked around and I felt just a little bit better. Right. I was like, oh, okay. So all of a sudden my world got very big very quickly. Well, I feel like that's, um, that's like if, uh, if you were to get something tattooed across your chest, it would be roll your glutes. Roll your glutes. Yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. on your tombstone, but I don't, I didn't want to take it like dark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but you're, you're absolutely right. And I mean, I've been fortunate to work with some really spectacular people and, what I've come to find is it's pretty much the same fix for everybody, which is, can be tough for people. You have to, this comes back to selling people. You can't tell somebody who's in a lot of pain, your injury is just like so-and-so's injury because they're not going to listen. But back pain, I built my gym helping people with back pain feel better. And I trained them the same way I trained myself mm-hmm. with knee pain. The problem is really weak hips and maybe you got to take a break from, from doing something. Right, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, over the course of years of you and I talking, you know, the the big thing that I've, you know, taken away from your approach is, you know, where, you know, where the pain, where you're feeling the pain is not the issue. It's it's not where the issue is stemming from, you know. Um, and I think sometimes people, you know, can't really process that, uh, you know, so and I say that while I have like the the weakest and like mm-hmm. flattest ass of like everybody <laughs> out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where you're, well, but also exercises, exercise is something wonderful and you do what you got to do for exercise. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to come along and tell, you know, this person who likes swimming, who's having neck pain to stop swimming. Sure. I'm not going to tell the cyclist, you know, mm-hmm. it's very careful and delicate and people have to want to do these things I mean, you're a runner. I'm a runner. I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you were saying before, uh, so a lot of people, they have knee pain. They say they have a knee injury. Right. I would say you have knee pain, you have a hip injury. Sure. Yep. And it's a very different way of looking at it. Oh, definitely. Know? Yeah. You know, where, where your pain is and where your injury are are two separate areas. And if, unfortunately, the, the whole medical orthodoxy is just awash with illogical thought processes you know you go to a physical therapist for knee pain they have to treat your knee they're not allowed to look at your hips Mm -hmm. you know you go to a doctor for knee pain they're going to recommend knee surgery they're not going to say anything about your hips they're not going to say anything to the runner running 100 miles a week well they might they might say you know maybe you need to take a break you know a great example is a baseball pitcher a Mm -hmm. baseball pitcher has shoulder pain and it's getting in the way of them competing. They're going to have to take a break from. They're going to have to take a break from throwing, or mm-hmm. they're not going to get paid. Sure. You know. Yeah. And then you take a break. You do some strength training, and you're better. Right. Yeah. So so let's take a, a few years of, of a couple of steps back. Um, you know, so you, you made this transformation uh, from you know runner, and now into uh, you know. Oh, I should say competitive runner, right? Now mm-hmm. into more of that coach role, uh, yeah. but also as a as a business owner. And um, you know, how did you decide along the way that you know, like you're gonna kind of pin down this very specific niche, you know, market, uh, and really go after that? You know, in terms of, you know, it, it's really what you do. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, some of it's. Uh, you know, pro proactive, you know, but mm-hmm. a lot of it's also post PT, correct? Right. So it's not even so much like you're not a you're not necessarily physical therapy, 
but you you kind of are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So kind of what did what did first like what did opening up and deciding like this is like the model that I want uh, that I want to you know put into practice look like? Well, you know, this is all I know as a trainer, mm-hmm. and I know that if you start to give people what they want, then you become a babysitter. You're just constantly feeding this this ego of theirs rather than teaching them something different. Mm -hmm. And again, I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of wonderful people. And, uh, and again, I've just had experience after experience with people coming in with back pain, doing the exercises, you know, two weeks, three weeks, six months later, no back pain. Mm -hmm. You know, if I start giving people what they want, if I treat it like a boot camp or a CrossFit, or something like that, which are great. People love those things. I get it. It's awesome. But if I if I treat it like that, then I'm going to completely lose this other end that mm-hmm. I'm trying to nurture and build. And it, that's kind of it's a slippery slope, and it's kind of terrifying. Which is why I am. Which is why I am. So you know, you say you're stubborn. I'm pretty mm-hmm. stubborn when it comes to this stuff. Oh, I'm very you, oh, you, you. Yeah. Oh, that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to say but you're that's... you're strong with your convictions. That's how I describe you. <laughs> and I but think I, that that's the I'm... most diplomatic way of putting it. Yeah. But again, you know, I, I I'm terrified of giving in and then losing that teachable moment, which is sure. the only time when people really grow is when they like uh, to backtrack to go back to that decision I made my senior year to try something different. Sure. Yep. Um, well, I think it's just, it's something that people might be uncomfortable with, you know, in general, you know, when someone's pushed or, or when someone is approached with something that they're not accustomed to, you know, it could be, you know, I mean, just from a running perspective, like we're just always so used to like pounding and pounding and pounding and yeah. pounding. Then it's like, Oh, well, you know what? Maybe don't run necessarily as much, but incorporate all this other stuff. And it's like, Whoa, like, you know, but what about like my weekly mileage number? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's oh my God. We yeah. can't really see yeah. the forest, you know, yeah. for the trees. You know, and that, you know, two things pop, pop to mind there. And, uh, you know, the older we get, the more stubborn we get, the more stuck in our ways we get. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is everybody, everyone has a preconceived idea about exercise, strength training, whatever you want, core training, whatever you want to say, I do. So I got to fight that. I got to fight that battle, not fight that battle, but I have to work on that cell when people come in every single time it's a new person. Oh yeah. Even yeah. when they're, even when they're referrals, referrals are much better. Referrals are much more open to John, just tell me what to do. But somebody who just sees something on Facebook and sends me a message or just walks in, that's a lot more difficult because they have this idea about getting a pump and you know, it, getting a pump and they don't, they don't even, you know, they're, you gotta get your swell on. You gotta get your swell on, dude. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) So, Oh, that would be infuriating. But, but going back to what we were saying about trying something new and growing when you and I first started running in high school Mm -hmm. at that moment, that was new. Sure. And there was a huge amount of outgrowth from distance running, which Mm -hmm. is why, you know, I guess, which is partially why I gravitated back towards it towards distance running after after all these years yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i mean in in addition to you know being a a business owner uh you also have yet another side (laughs) yeah 
yeah. of, of the, the many sides of messy J is how I'll, yeah, yeah. How, how I'll approach it. Uh, nickname. The nickname. College nickname yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody calls you that anywhere outside of me, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so you're also a coach here locally at Georgian court university uh, with coach uh, Murawski uh, yeah. down there. And uh, so what has that experience been like? I mean, you've been there now for this is, is this ending your fourth year? Ending my fifth year. This is ending your fifth year there. Fifth year, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So, so what has that looked like for you, and how do how do you kind of balance, um, you know, business owner and and coach? So I'll, let me just start by saying that Coach Mike is a saint. Right. Oh no, <laughs> nicest guy. Put up with me for five <laughs> years, and he is he is a, you know because I don't have a boss, so I didn't, but now I do, and he's really the, the best boss one could ask for in my situation with my brain with 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 how I look at things um it's been very interesting I was blessed when Mike brought me in I was blessed because when he brought me in it was also Jessica Hansaker's freshman year and she is one of the most coachable and talented runners I've ever had and uh and she did everything I asked her to do and she ended up being a national qualifier in the 800 and I had all these ideas when I started what you know we were talking about and all most of those ideas were wrong Mm -hmm. even though they might have looked good on paper they did not do well to sell the program Mm -hmm. now Jess listened to me and thank God some other really good runners Patrick Parr he listened he ended up being one of our the best cross-country runners in program history but it was a it was a struggle for a while meshing my personality and my stubbornness with with those young men and women mm-hmm. and I, th- I think i finally have some of it figured out but it was um it was definitely difficult there for mm-hmm. a year or two and um you know we have such a we have such a small team you know it's georgian court university in the middle of lakewood mm-hmm. and one of my one of my jobs and this is something i have to balance is i got to give them what they want but i also i got to keep them healthy i can't afford i can't afford one injury and one of the one of the things i pride myself on is we we don't have any injuries on the team that stop us from competing mm-hmm. and that's got to be that's got to be an ncaa that's got to be the we have to have the low injury rate in the ncaa we have to mm-hmm. i Again, you own a strength training person, studio, so I mean, well, you should be on your. <laughs> yeah, but we don't do. But I can't. I, you know, a lot of times, and uh, get myself into hot water here. But I see <laughs> runners, distance runners, doing things that they should absolutely not be doing. And I tried strength training with them, and uh, Drew Siever, mm-hmm. who's a close friend of both of ours, mm-hmm. close friend of mine. The only he's. Uh, in his 30s and he's running because of strength training i think at the college level strength training for a distance runner you got to be careful with sure i do because you're because you're running so much Mm -hmm. and i you know i mean my guys my guys on the high end in cross country they'll be putting in 15 16 miles for their long run i mean we're running a lot should you even be attempting single leg squatting while you're doing which is probably my favorite exercise the one-legged squat i don't know if i'm comfortable strength training with with a body who's putting in that much volume at sure. that high yeah. and intensity yeah. level. Yeah. I also think when you're younger too you're a little bit more resilient and you know like you're saying for us who are in the twilight of their competitive 
Why? Don't don't get, don't don't <laughs> don't bump me in with that. Uh, um, all that stuff becomes that much more you know magnified and important, you know. Um, so, yeah. but um, but I've, I've had to I've had to I've had to change a lot of uh, my my coaching style. I've had to change a lot of our training to um, to help the kids enjoy the program more and i'll tell you this year we have we have a really great freshman class mm-hmm. and we have some really talented juniors and it's a really nice mix and i'm i'm excited i'm excited we have conferences on sunday i'm excited slash nervous but i'm excited looking towards the future we had a really good recruiting class for the women for next year mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be very exciting next year mm-hmm. in cross this past year we had the highest finish ever for the guys we mm-hmm. placed fourth with six runners <laughs> sure yeah yeah <laughs> the program's young but they're but they do well and they're yeah. they're good runners yeah yeah um all right so we want to uh do you want to get a little fun here john or what absolutely get a little fun yeah. all right yeah. so, so grace is gonna fire up the uh the lightning and thunder round for you all right all right you ready you got so, your blinders on you got your blinders on so you listened to amanda last week i think that was the first time we did it and, uh, I can't tell if the computer's frozen or if he's I can't just. Tell you that. <laughs> I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. Okay. So I'm just gonna. It's. I'm not gonna ask you the same questions I asked her. They're gonna be a little bit okay. different. Um, no need to be nervous. They're all fun. No. Uh, you know. No one's judging you. Um, but Except everybody listening. Everybody listening is judging. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> the dozens of people listening. Um, no, just kidding. But obviously, answer them as quickly as you can. Okay. Can you hear me pretty clearly? Uh, crystal clear. Grace, here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Ready? All right. Speed work or long runs? Uh, speed work. Leg day or upper day? Uh, uh, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes what? <laughs> yes. Yes to both. <laughs> yoga or CrossFit? Uh, yoga. Pizza uh, or pasta? Uh, pizza, obviously. <laughs> beach or mountains? Uh, beach. Beer or liquor? Liquor. Truck or Prius? Truck. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Cats are evil. (laughs) Uh, Tea or coffee? Coffee. 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 Clean or messy? Clean. Even though messy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Netflix or chill? Netflix. Loser. (laughs) (laughs) Whimper, whimper. Alrighty, so that was fun. Uh, so one last question before we wrap up, and I'm sure we'll have you on again because, like I said, there are many layers to the one messy J. Uh, but one last question that we love to ask all of our guests mm. before we end this thing: If you had to name a running shoe after yourself, what would it be, and why? I think we named it. Uh, so the messy J. <laughs> Uh, well, we got to go with the messy J. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> the messy J. Yeah. My college nickname. All right. Because it was my college nickname. And it fond memories of running. Sure. Of the yeah. trials and tribulations yeah. of being a college runner. So I got to ask you this question just because I know you're super uh, uh, confident. Awesome. And Handsome. You're super awesome. Yeah, we can go that route. Um what would the what would the heel to toe drop be on those shoes? Oh no. 
You're going to get me in trouble, man. I'm not going to get zero. you in trouble. Zero. Yeah. It would be a zero. You're going to get us into trouble. What? Because it would be a sprinter show. What? Or they have toes to it. No. No. Okay. All right. You have those Come casual. On. You got those casual vibrams, man. We've you, I we've hung out. I do. I love. I love. I love vibrams. I love yeah. vibrams. But if I were to have a shoe named after me, and I would want it to be marketable, it would have to look like a running shoe. Okay. All right. All right. So, it message, would have to look like something that you would sell. That you would be able to sell. Correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so, any number? Any number to it or no? Any number? Yeah, like a version what do you number. Mean? Oh, yeah. 232. First time I ran the 800. All right. There you go. Yeah. The Messy J 232. <laughs> hitting the wall, hitting the walls at the shop. Yeah. yeah. So. All righty, brother. Well, we, uh, we want to thank you for your time tonight. Really appreciate it. Um, why don't you give uh, the people a little bit of uh, where they can find you? Um. Uh, uh, info. Uh, no, just go to the website uh, strengthtrainingnj.com. Strengthtrainingnj.com. All right. Socially? Uh, John Messner, socially. Yeah. All right. Facebook, Instagram, everything. Yeah. Plain and, plain and simple. Plain and simple. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Craig, Grace, thank you. All righty, guys, and that'll do it for another week of the Runner's High podcast. We want to give a big shout out and thank you to our guest, John Messner of Messner Strength Training out of Brielle. So we want to hear from you guys. Send those questions to us. You can follow along with us using the handle at Runner's High NJ on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All righty, guys, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You can find us on iTunes using the Apple Podcast app, uh, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch up with you all next week.